And now, it's time for Miss Weed Wiki Speaks. listening to Miss Weed Wiki and I'm here today with my guest Antoinette Gomez, a cannabis and sex expert and who is, I have to say, the embodiment of a serial entrepreneur. She owns a variety of cannabis related businesses including Pleasure Peaks, Acapulco Gold Company and the near and dear to my heart Green Rush program. You are a tremendously busy woman in the cannabis space so I really thank you for joining me today Antoinette. Could you tell my listeners where you're joining us from? Thanks so much for having me. I am joining from Toronto, Canada today. (laughs) That is awesome. And I like to ask my guests, so I won't uh, avoid the question with you, but I'd love to start with how did your cannabis journey start? Yeah, I guess my cannabis journey started um, in high school, (laughs) as many of us do, you know, recreationally, of course. Um, I didn't think much of it at the time. I would probably consume with my friends and, you know, maybe eat everything in my fridge or pass out. It was never something I actually enjoyed, um, actually, in high school. It wasn't until later on that I learned that, um, after being a holistic nutritionist, working with many patients, that a lot of people were self-prescribing cannabis for a lot of different ailments. And um, it was very eye-opening to see the large demographic of people who are living every single day in pain, whether that's physical or mental. So it's just been a huge journey of seeing this plant and how it can help so many people from all walks of life and, you know, give people a better quality life. And that's what I'm all about. And it keeps me very busy every day. I learn more and more applications, which is exciting. And I get to, you know, pump out these amazing new businesses through the Green Rush program, through my students and live vicariously through them because I'm so, I can't help myself on starting multiple businesses like Pleasure Peaks and Acapulco Gold that I own as well. And yeah, I'm so happy to be here today and go deeper into all those things. Well, I definitely want to go into those businesses a little more, but before we go there, could you tell us what aspect of your journey in cannabis stands out the most or was the most difficult for you to overcome? Interesting. Um, One of the most hardest things to overcome in my career. That's very, it's a very interesting question. (laughs) There's definitely been a lot of mistakes that I've done as an entrepreneur. As many CEOs can say the same thing. It's always a learning curve, especially in an industry that's constantly changing because of drug policy uh, that's unique to our space specifically. Uh, One thing that's hilarious is that Pleasure Peaks, the first cannabis company that I ever launched and incorporated, uh, is not compliant in the word pleasure in Canada. It is in the U.S., thank God, but not in Canada. So we're going to have to do a rebranding in Canada. So always making sure that, you know, that you're name hello the name that you want to name your company is compliant of course so there's there's always things like that you know I've I've definitely made mistakes in you know having to move my different paint my 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 banking my payment processors that so I've definitely had a lot of issues in that in the early stages and um, you know understanding certificates of analysis and um, the the specifics of CBD content and cannabinoid content and um, how you can travel those types of things. So I've learned a lot in the space over the years, nothing that has been incredibly difficult that has stopped me to in, you know, in 
loving this industry, to be honest. I think it's just what makes me the most excited is that there's always new opportunities. And, you know, every time we pivot, there's, there's more and more, which is very exciting. I love hearing about that and about pivots, because I'll definitely come back to that later. Sex and weed. Now, when we talk about sex and weed, you would think it is a popular topic. How do you stand out and succeed with Pleasure Peaks? Yeah, I think how Pleasure Peaks is standing out and succeeding today is we're known as one of the oldest standing cannabis sexual health companies. We've been around since 2015. um, And you know, I think our background, because I'm a holistic nutritionist and have worked with so many patients when it came to their sexual health, is that we were really here for for people's pleasure, right? And when it came to the reason why I started Pleasure Peaks in the first place is that most, you know, KY and Trojan lubricants on the market today aren't even, um, they are very harmful for a lot of vaginal tissue and the pH balance as well. So why don't we have, why are 80% of the products in our current CVS or shoppers drug marts harmful for sexual health? Um, and and it's, it's, it's a very disgusting topic. I'm not going to really wait for pharmaceuticals, um, companies to, you know, give us another product that they deem is safe. I really think that sexual health should come from a holistic approach and everything that I'm about is getting people the education to make their own uh, education on cannabis so they can make their own education, uh, educated choices on their own health, right? Yeah. Pleasure Peaks is here to not put a Band-Aid or say like, oh, hey, here is some pleasure like pussy parties. Like it's really not about that. We're here for helping women um, share their stories on how cannabis has helped them when it comes to their sexual health ailments. As we know, um, sexual health is so unique when it comes to our pleasures, our fantasies, and it's also unique when it comes to our pain. It could be physical and mental, which is why we don't just offer suppositories and lubricants. We also offer topicals, sublinguals, capsules, because we know that when it comes to, you know, having an optimal life and great pleasure, it's usually a complex issue, right? So we want to empower people to take pleasure into their own hands. That's what's different at Pleasure Peaks. We believe that pleasure isn't just for those who are pretty and look great on Instagram, pleasure is for all races, all genders, because pleasure is your birthright. And I believe that. And that is why we're different. I started this company because I worked with women who were told that they would never be able to bear children due to their ailments. Unfortunately, I've been told, you know, horror stories that, uh, that, you know, can really change a woman's life when it comes to sex. And sex is already so taboo difficult to talk about that, you know, I really want to make women and men feel comfortable to share their stories so we can get justice within our own bedroom, right? So we can get the pleasure that they deserve. So they can have access to those products that they deserve. It's it's kind of ridiculous that we're this behind in sexual health products. I've been in this space for Pleasure Peaks now for five years. The reason why it took us so long to get a product line is obviously not only are we black women and LGBT 100% owned and operated, but we're also, you know, working with amazing 
um, chemists that used to work at um, uh, pharmaceutical companies because we wanted to have the integrity of having clinical formulations. We're not just slapping a logo on a product like many others are doing in the space. Um, we were really here to help women. We're not putting hemp cannabis sativa oil, which is virtually snake oil, as you see on the market today, and so many other products. As I can say, CBD is an ingredient in our products. It's not a trending topic. It is an ingredient. We are really here to help people have a pleasurable experience and give them the quality products they deserve. And I love to hear that because I love that your, your purpose is to empower your clients. Um, I'm, I, I'm always a big proponent of empowering individuals. I have to ask you, what would you say is the most popular question you get from women clients? I guess like how, how cannabis can help them in with sex and how cannabis can help them with the relationships. Uh, we get a lot of painful sex inquiries. Um, so we definitely recommend a lot of our suppositories and our cannabis lubricants uh, because of that. Uh, I love the suppositories because they can really um, have long, long lasting effects, but the lubricant is really effective for sexual intercourse as well. Um, but another question is when it comes to intimacy and relationships, there's definitely uh, one of the most listened to episode of our podcast, the Pleasure Talks podcast that talks about everything cannabis and sexual health. Our most, one of our highest rated episodes is about conscious relationships, which is interesting because cannabis helps to play a role in that if you choose to do so. If you choose to delve into the worlds of Tantra, which we do a lot at Pleasure Peaks at our Tantric Cannabis Couple Retreats, on our private Facebook group community, we definitely touch on Tantras a lot. We have, you know, Tantric Crystal Yoni eggs available on our store. And that kind of goes back into another reason why we started Pleasure Peaks is because we know that with the climate of where the world is at today, we need a lot more sexual healing. There's enough of this grab them by the pussy, misogyny, um, hypermasculinity that is really unfortunately hurting sexual pleasure and, and empowerment. And um, we really need to go back into not only our feminine for, for other masculines, but just into an ego death. I think we could all do. <laughs> Well, 2020 has been, was about ego death. And I think the saga continues with that, um, at least in the first quarter of 2021, that seems to be the case. But you're touching on so many highlights. Um, and one of them I wanted to ask you about is the stigmatization of cannabis. How does that impact romantic relationships and dating now as compared to pre-legalization? Uh yeah, it's been, it's quite annoying that the stigma around cannabis is still around. But, you know, what I say is that everybody's entitled to their own opinion, of course, right? What matters is like, are you happy in your relationship? So it's obviously an issue if you're finding that there's disrespectful tendencies, if people are finding that there's shame or, or around your cannabis consumption use, right? That stigma per se. But if you can talk it out, it would be wonderful. But if you can't, you know, sometimes you need to move on. If, it depends on really your cannabis consumption because cannabis consumption changes usually over a person's lifetime 
lifetime, right? Sometimes they're into flowers, sometimes they're into edibles. Sometimes I think I like to think of it as having a relationship with Mary Jane, unfortunately, in a way, but it really is like a whole relationship that you have with this plant cannabis plant. Once you really understand what cannabis is and how it works, you can really make your own products in a million different ways and utilize it into your life in so many ways. So I use cannabis, not only do I cook with it and I eat with it for my IBS, but I also, you know, have it always on, on my purse and I put it on my feet if I'm like wearing heels all day, or, you know, if I have headaches, I put it on my temples, or if I have whatever, like there's so many different reasons on why I use cannabis, (laughs) that it's kind of hard to like break up with that type of relationship, right? It's so heavily involved. So what I would say is if you have a person who's just absolutely thinks that, you know, cannabis is the devil's lettuce and it's absolutely, you know, the mad reefer or whatever, is that you really have to have that inside conversation of why you feel that way about it and kind of look inwards, right? It's a a very deep conversation. I feel like it's it's a huge stigma and I find it relates very much to racism or, or religion because it's just beliefs at the end of the day, right? Cannabis has never killed anybody, right? It's so incredibly safe. It's more safe than alcohol. It's a neuroprotectant. Alcohol is a little literal poison. Um, So what I love to share is that it's very relatively safe. Um, So when it comes to stigma, it definitely has loosened since legalization in Canada, but it's also gone up in, in usage during quarantine specifically, which I love. It's the perfect time to play around with cannabis in the bedroom because you don't have to worry about work the next day. You don't have to worry about people who you're seeing. It's really like you have all the time to yourself to really get into that you know, loving pleasure and um, feeling of fulfillment uh, of, of sexual pleasure as well, because I know definitely there's a lot of people who feel very sexually frustrated during the quarantine, but it doesn't have to be that way. And maybe cannabis could be helpful for you in that aspect as well. Oh, I completely agree. I also think that like it, the relationship with cannabis is when it comes to relationship, it is linked. It can be linked to stigma, but more importantly, I think you're right. It's, it's a more nuanced discussion because it's not the cannabis that people have as big an issue with, but the behavior. So for example, you know, I dated a lot of guys over the years right. and um, that would be involved in cannabis or would use cannabis. And sometimes it was destructive in the relationship because like the cannabis use would be one thing. And then the behavior that came after it, oh, you're going to be, you're going to need a nap. Oh, there goes our plans. We got to postpone everything or the lack of motivation. But now looking back, I also look at it, what they were smoking, what were their habits, you know, and maybe if they had switched things up, uh, it wouldn't have been behavior that would have turned me off. But I definitely have a different relationship with it now as compared to then. So I can see that changing for others too. But whenever um, I'm in uh, forums where, you know, there's singles talking about cannabis, singles talking about relationships and cannabis comes up, there's still quite a bit of resistance. Definitely. So I, that's why I wanted to ask you about it. Interesting. Resistance. About singles asking couples about cannabis? No, in a singles uh, forum, like an online forum or Facebook group, when they're talking about, um, you know, different aspects of what they're looking for in mates and in future partners, whenever someone brings up cannabis, 
there's usually a negative comment that follows often a negative comment that follows Oh yeah, most definitely. This the stigma is alive and well. I'm not saying it's gone in any way. Trust me, I I see all the things. Right, people. If you say that you're a cannabis consumer, people think that you smoke all day every day. Right, so it's just um, about educating the people on what cannabis is today. Cannabis in 2021 looks so different from what cannabis you know looked like in 2020, like 10 years ago, for example. Right, we have drinks, we have creams, we have yes. edibles now. Right, that are like legally and readily available. Um, you don't have to be smoking pot all the time. In fact, you don't even have to smell like pot now that we have these vape cartridges. Right, so a lot has changed and I'm hoping that, you know, as time goes on, we will definitely normalize, but I will say that cannabis will always be cool. And, you know, I think that type of thinking was definitely going to get outdated pretty soon. I would completely agree. And on that note, actually, let's just switch gears. Cause I want to ask you a fun question. If someone wanted to gift you with an ounce of the finest, I mean, the finest weed, you could ever try what cultivar would it be and where would you do this could you set the stage for us i guess like um super silver haze a pink kush would be super lovely always you know getting gifted weed is always a good time yes <laughs> totally and your dream place to do this this sesh would be um my dream place I would just want to be with friends to smoke it all really you know that's what would matter the most to me nice friends um like down by a park at a festival on a beach somewhere um probably like at at somebody's house maybe a hotel room maybe somewhere on the beach you know nothing too crazy I like to have all my tools, you know, like I actually hate smoking anywhere and having to bring all of my smoking accessories to go anywhere. Like that's, that's always my obnoxious part. Cause I'm always scared of breaking things. So I like to smoke at home. I have like the nicest setup. <laughs> What's your favorite, of everything. Your favorite uh, smoking accessory? Um, well, my my foot, my smoking smoking accessory is definitely my Acapulco gold cannabis jewelry that I wear all the time. But when it comes to like methods of consumption, I love to smoke bongs. Personally, I have like a lot of luxury bongs. So I have um, a nice collection right now of the air water pipe, the Summerland ceramics and the burnt bongs. So they're all like beautiful luxury um bongs nobody ever can tell it's a bong when they see it per se it really just looks like art <laughs> oh i love it i gotta see one sometime so i'll definitely try to connect with you to send me at least a pic yeah <laughs> in fact, i should get you to send me a pic and we'll attach it to the podcast <laughs> let's do it definitely now as a woman who's owner of so many businesses i know we can look at them like our children and we're told not to have favorites when we're parents but I have to ask you, which of your businesses is your favorite to work with? That's so hard. That That's a really hard question, to be honest. Um, I love every single one of them, but the like, honestly, that's a really hard question. It's like children, right? Like, <laughs> I can't. I'll pick my top two. And my top two are definitely the Green Rush Programming Pleasure Peaks. 
Uh, the Green Rush program, I'm blown away with how much it's grown within the less than a year. We have over 200 mentors and executives from all spaces of the cannabis industry that are, you know, giving their time to educate the next generation of entrepreneurs. And we became the master class of weed, and I'm very proud of it. It's it's really the perfect resource you need to start any cannabis business or any cannabis, you know, life goal that you want to achieve. We have it. We have the access. It's all about giving access. It's, it's been like my life journey of the past eight years and the space is getting, you know, patients access. And now what it, what the problem is, is the access to information and education right now, um, which is interesting because that's why we don't have a very diverse and inclusive industry. And with this Green Rush program, we're pumping out tons of Black-owned cannabis businesses. So I really want to continue this mission and helping people start their own businesses. And, and like we have a lot of scholarships coming out as well um, because of our donations to the Cannabis Built by Blacks Expo coming up next month. And um, yeah, I'm incredibly proud of that. But it's it's a hard, it's a hard go because I've done Pleasure Peaks for five years and the the team that we have behind it in terms of like our pharmaceutical team, our finance team, our marketing team are all incredibly fucking wonderful they killed it they absolutely killed it and i'm so proud of them for so long we've been working at this business and we finally have a product line in this in the states and not only that we have an incredible community like an amazing community who always want to be a part of our podcast who always want to show up to our um virtual events that we have and you know our private facebook group so it's such a beautiful thing to be a part of growth and it's it's addicting that's why i can't help myself in 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 these ventures that i do (laughs) do you have any passions outside of the cannabis industry uh, yeah, I like to do art, I guess. That's kind of like my passion. I love art and fashion, um, theater so much. Um, that's kind of what I just like to do for myself as a, as a personal pleasure. <laughs> I hear. Yeah. I love that. And it like, is it water paint or, or like oil? I'm into, I'm into sculpting. So I do figure sculpting. So like human figures, um, heads, bodies, um, and yeah, it just makes me feel so good. It's the best therapy that, that I've ever found. <laughs> Working with your hands, right? I bet you. Yeah. Part of it. Definitely. Definitely. So how has 2020 impacted your cannabis businesses and how did you pivot? Yeah, it, it changed like everything for me. I would be um, an, an international speaker and speak at three different conferences around the world a month. I'd be constantly traveling to, you know, on consulting business trips um, all around the world. And since that changed in March, I had to really think about how I can pivot my business plan. So that's how, you know, some of the reason why Green Rush program came out of that was because I wanted to figure out how I can continue to do what I love and do, but, you know, do it virtually and help people. And uh, with the uprising of George Floyd's passing last April, um, I wanted to do more in the in the industry to help minorities get ahead. And that's also why I, I ran with the Green Rush program and it is, it is where it is today. So with the quarantine, it's been really beautiful because it forced me to work on the things that really matter. Um, to myself personally, the, my deepest morals and ethics and why I'm in this space. And, you know, there's nothing more fulfilling and doing your purpose. And that's why I'm really thankful that I had that year because it, it 
brought so many beautiful experiences into my life because of it. And what's coming next for Pleasure Peaks and Acapulco Gold? Yeah, Acapulco Gold is coming to dispensaries and retailers across Canada. I'm really excited. Hopefully the U.S. soon. I'm so obsessed with the company. It just, it sells itself. It's so beautiful. Our necklaces, our earrings. Uh, we want to have um, a little bit more diverse product lines. So we want, we're thinking of piercings and grills. So excited. Um, and yeah, we're still hiring Black, Indigenous, uh, people of color, goldsmiths. So if you are one of them and would love to collaborate with us, please let us know. Um, and yeah, it's just been that's just so, it was such a small little side hustle that I ran just because personally, I always wanted a, a cannabis jewelry company. When I was at Woman Girl, I would tell everybody, just start your own cannabis jewelry company. It's the easiest way to get in the industry. And, you know, I speak at all of these conferences and expos all around the world in cannabis. And every time I would try to find a cannabis jewelry booth and every single time I found one, the jewelry would be like $800 for like a necklace or like $500 for earrings. And I'm like, I have never spent this type of money on jewelry ever. I haven't even spent this type of money on at Tiffany's, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> like, so I just find that there's a tax when it comes to cannabis and I didn't think it was fair. And honestly, even if it did have the tax on cannabis, they weren't pretty. They weren't aesthetically pleasing. If I see another THC molecule necklace, I'll shoot myself. I will never wear that ever in my life. I just won't. Even if I get it for free, I've, I've gotten it for free. In fact, multiple times I will not, unfortunately. Thank you. And I just believe that we deserve better as cannabis consumers. Like we like nice things too. And people forget that, right? So there was a huge gap in the market when it came to luxury, affordable cannabis jewelry. And, you know, uh, currently none of our items are over a hundred dollars. I think our, our most affordable earrings currently are $30 Canadian, which I believe is like $20 American and like $88 is our most expensive. So it's in a fairly good you know, price point, uh, we're able to pay for our goldsmiths at a really quality rate as well. And, and it works for us. I didn't find that we needed to be incredibly expensive and which is why we're really excited to get into more retailers across Canada. Um, so I'm really, really proud of that, that company. It's been fun. You know, when do I get to do photo shoots for, for gold? <laughs> right. right. Um, well, we love the glow up, sis. So I can't wait to see how that launches and, and all those products because, yes, there'll be a lot of people wanting them. Sorry, I kind of went out there. I Sorry, I said we, I can't wait to see it when it hits the, the, the shelves because there'll be a lot of people wanting them. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm really excited, though, to see how the Acapulco Gold hits the shelves. Sorry, definitely. Um, before I let you go, where do you see the Green Rush project five years from now? The Green Rush program five years from now um, will be its own empire, most definitely. Like it's its own, it's its own machine already. Uh, what I love about it and how the Green Rush program works is that it's an online academy where you have over 40 hours of educational content on how to start a legal cannabis compliant business. All right. This is not how to start your own 
you know, brownie business in your own kitchen. This is not how to, you know, start a vape pen company. This is how to bring a product into a licensed retailer. This is how you start your own cannabis media company. Or like, you know, if you want to be a cannabis influencer, we have influencers who have millions of followers that can teach you that as well. We are the master class of weed. We do have all the education. We just want to show you how to do it in a legal compliant manner. Because like something I like to say, we don't really have the complexion for our protection, unfortunately. And when it comes down to us starting cannabis businesses, we are twice as likely to be, um, you know, obviously searched or or for any kind of issues when it comes to being a legal business. So with that being said, I want to protect you guys by giving you all of the information that shows you how to have a compliant biz cannabis business. And this is not just for Canada. This is for Canada, US, doesn't matter where you are. We show you what you can do in legal um, medical states, uh, recreational states or provinces. And um, even if there is no cannabis program, there's still a lot of opportunities you can do in the space. Trust me, I know all of the loopholes. Um, on top of the 40 hours of educational content you have over 200 mentors um, that can help you in your specialized area for example if you wanted to start a dispensary right we would reach out to one of our um, colleagues in the mentorship program who owns a dispensary right so they can show you how to do the same thing we want to make sure that you get tailored mentors we're not going to pair you know a master grower with a person who's trying to bring a pharmaceutical company so we want to make sure that we are you're in alignment with your goals, which is why that we're the masterclass of weed. You can be whatever you want. And it's a lifetime um, academy. So once you uh, have done it once, you get to continue to use the curriculum over and over again and be a serial entrepreneur like myself. So when it comes to our mentors, we have mentors in um, in lawyers, insurance, um, cultivation, growing, uh, pharmaceuticals, um, the world is your oyster. Uh, and these mentors are global as well. So it's really a great networking opportunity if that um, is, is something that you're needing for your success in your business. And the third thing is our access to um, manufacturing partners globally. So I've brought in a product to market in the US and have helped a few others internationally. So what I love to do is help people partner up with the right manufacturers um, that have those capabilities with that specific business. So if you want to have a cannabis cosmetics company, we can help you find the right partners for that. If you want to have a cannabis edible company, we can make you, we can help you find the right partners for that. You're going to stop wasting time, not understanding who to talk to, what capabilities they need, what type of licenses they need to be compliant. You finally have someone that walks you through this whole plan every single week you get one-on-one -on -one classes with a mentor and then one weekly student class with all of your other students where you can ask them questions as well so you have the support that you need because this industry is incredibly competitive and we found that that was an integral part of how to have a successful business and make sure that it thrives and the fourth part is funding. So, you know, I, I've done, I've gone public to do a $60 million raise before. I've done debt equity before. I've, you know, got for my first initial batch order for a small business loan. And those are all, you know, funding opportunities that are actually fairly accessible now because cannabis became an essential business um, during, during quarantine. So banks, obviously, we're still seen as high risk, but there are specific VC funds that are heavily focused on the cannabis industry. And those are our partners that we work with. And um, you'll have access to those capital rings um, 
available through through the program. So that's how the Green Rush program is really, you know, becoming so successful and, and a lot more effective than a lot of the social equity program is because we've really thought on the specific pain points and it comes down to education, support and mentorship, manufacturing and funding period. And we get all of those things through our program. And it's only $2,000 Canadian, right? So it's not much. And we also have payment plan options, but we wanted to make sure it's accessible. So we also do have scholarships available um, through our, our website that you can apply to at any time. So it's a wonderful space for anybody who wants to get into the industry, because I know it could be very overwhelming. And it can be very confusing with all of the misinformation and very dangerous to just say it for what it is, right? So I wanted to give people everything they need for the support um, because we need to be a a lot more of an inclusive space. And I believe we can move the needle on that with the Green Rush program. I really appreciate the details you went into and I apologize for calling it the project. It is absolutely the Green Rush program. And there's no age limit, I assume, for anybody to apply. No, anybody can apply at any time. You know, what's funny is that we actually had one student who went to cannabis business school at Ryerson University in Canada. And she said that she learned more in our program than she did at that um, university, right? So I find that you can take this program at any age. I hope it gets into the younger ages because I'm always obsessed with to see what those young minds come up with. But at any age, you can get involved in the industry, even if it's just you wanting to learn how to get involved in stocks and, and the finance and investment aspect of things. We do have curriculum on that as well well but there's a lot of opportunities to get a part of the retail um, space if you want to open a dispensary uh, I work with a lot of dispensary owners in Canada and they are our mentors as well so not only do you you get to see all of them and then to choose to see which models work best for you you also get to be mentored by all of them so uh, it's kind of like a win-win you get my nice little black book in your pocket finally and it's the access that people are dying to get really which I I love because it's it's what I I love to do well I'm really really glad we got to listen to you uh, describe uh, the plan in so good detail for our listeners, because I think it's an amazing initiative and direly needed in this country and in this cannabis Mm -hmm. space. So thank you for doing that and your commitment to it. That's an amazing pivot to undertake in 2020. (laughs) And I'm so glad it's paying off for you. So thank you. Could you tell our listeners, Antoinette, one more time where they could find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me um, on on social media. So I guess like Instagram, you can find me at Antoinette G. So that's A-N-T-U-A-N-E-T-T-E-G. And you can also find me at AntoinetteGomez.com. And that should give you all of my social links there as well. That sounds perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today and for bearing with me with her little technical issues. Um, I really, really uh, wanted to connect with you and get your information out there. So thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. 
Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And this is a very juicy, fun conversation. And yeah, anytime, girl, feel free to reach out for anything. I love cannabis. I love helping people. If you have any um, questions on starting a cannabis business, feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram. I do try to get to everybody as much as I can. Clubhouse has a super busy girl. We're mad busy. But um, thank you so much for having me anytime, truly. Thank you and stay lifted. Thank you. You've been listening to the Miss Weed Wiki podcast, and we thank you for your support. 